I want to spend a couple of minutes on detailing some of the events that took place by Maimed Har Sinai. And I'll tell you why. You know, it comes to Kriyat Yamsuf, Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, which are no doubt, as the Rabban tells us clearly, these are the foundations of Yiddishkeit. This is what keeps us going. This is where we got everything from. No question about it. When it comes to Maimed Har Sinai, the Fidu Rambam, Maimed Har Sinai is the pinnacle. It's the height, the climax of when Yiddishkeit became Nagaya to all of us, and when we were chosen as, chosen as a nation. So it would be right, I think, to spend just a few minutes, just to give you some of the details which I think many of you do know, and maybe there'll be a couple of things that you don't know, or just to remind you of what's going on, what happened by Kabbalah Satoya, what happened by Maimon Hasinai, what the Rabbi did for Kalal Yisrael then, and as we've spoken a few times, continues to do every single year of Shavuos, we always say, I think Rabbaran said this, Yomim Toivim for Yidin are not commemorations. We're not commemorating, you know, by the Goyim, Lahavdal Elif Avdolois, or even some events that happen in this country. Sometimes it's commemorating something. Something happened a few hundred years ago, so we're going to commemorate it by doing this. Okay. Whether that's right or wrong is subject to dispute, which we're not going to discuss at this moment of time, because I'll be in a lot of trouble. But... Yom Tovim are not commemorations, by the way. When we have the Yom Tov of Shavuos, we're not commemorating what happened a couple of thousand years ago by Maimed Sinai. But like Yushalmi says clearly, every year is a Kabbalah Satoya. Every year there's a Maimed Sinai. Every year there's a new Kabbalah that every single one of us can accept upon ourselves. So, yes, the miracles we may not physically see, but they happened, and this is our Masoya. This is what was passed down from generation to generation. And anyone that learned the Chinuch in the Hakdama, in the introduction to the Chinuch, he writes beautifully that how is it possible, do you think, that 600,000 people were standing, apart from the men, women, and apart from the women and children and the older and the, men, the younger men, whatever, were standing at Maimed Sinai, they passed it down, and yet nobody missed the point. We're in the same situation, the same Torah, the same mitzvahs. It's all there. Obviously, it's true. Obviously, it comes from the Rabbani Shlolem. Obviously, Moshe brought down the Torah from Har Sinai, got it from Hashem and brought it down to Klal Yisrael. So the Torah that we have is the same Torah that was by Maimed Har Sinai thousands of years later. That's an important thing to remember, to imbue it within ourselves and Moshe into our children as well. Okay, because this is it. This is Yiddishkeit. This is Yiddishkeit. This is Yiddishkeit. Okay? So that's why Moshe... I want to mention this because I think it's important that we that we understand what happened by Maimon Al Sinai. If if this is the foundation of our Yiddishkeit, this is where we were chosen to be a nation. Don't you think we should learn a little bit about it? So I'd like to mention a couple of medrashim, mechiltas come from different places. I'm not going to necessarily give you the marbekomis, but I want to give you some of the ideas. Okay, just before the Aseres Adibrois, just before the Rabbeinu Shalolam said the Aseres Adibrois, Chazal tell us in the medrash in Devarim Rabbah that the Rabbani Shalom tore open the seven heavens to allow Kalal Yisrael a glimpse of beyond. And he also split the earth to allow Kalal Yisrael to peek into the depths. And he said, here, have a look. There's nothing besides me. We were able, Moishala, to see that there's nothing but the Rabbani Shalom. Only the Rabbani Shalom. We were able to see that, right? And we can't imagine that, right? It's not something we can imagine. But it's something that happened over there. 
the Medrash tells us that at the time of the Aserus Adibris, at the time of Kabbalah Sator, the entire creation was silent. I find it difficult to get the entire yeshiva to be silent when I want to speak a few words at Shalashidas. It's difficult, what can I tell you? It's hard. But, can you imagine the entire creation, every human being, every animal, every insect, nothing, no one made a sound. Just think about it even more. A few moments before that, the world was shaking. Mountains were jumping up and down. Thunder, lightning, there was chaos. A few seconds later, there was absolute silence. The Rabbani Shalom was about, in a split second, everything stopped and everything, not, not one bird made a sound, didn't even flap its wings. Can you just think about it? Think about the, 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 the most amazing sight that Kralis were able to see that the whole universe stopped. The whole creation stopped in order to witness Kabbalah Satayu. Okay? The sun, Chazal tell us, didn't even move. Right? It was a longer day, in fact. that The sun didn't even move. The Malachim, right? The Surafim Vayifanim. Not one of them. They didn't even say Shira. That means even in Shomayim there was silence. Can you imagine what was going on in the universe? Bashas Kabbalah Satoya. And as Kalal Yisrael stood at the mountain, so they were joined by the, the Shomas of all of Kalal Yisrael that would ever have been born in the future. That's how we know that we were there. All the future Goyim as well, of course, were there as well. There are Sarasa Dibrois, by the way, as we know, there are ten Dibrois, right? Ten commandments. In fact, they're really one, says the Mechelta. And the Rabbani Shalom said them in one shot. It means the Rabbani Shalom said all our Sarasa Dibrois in one saying, whatever that means. But afterwards they were divided into ten, so they should be somewhat understandable. As soon as we heard the first Dibur, Anoichi Hashem, according to the Chazal, many Shitas, we all died on the spot. Push it too much for us. Moshe Rabbeinu was able to hear Hashem's voice, but Hashem knew this would happen. But he wanted to do it because he needed us to hear his voice, but he knew that we were physically not able to continue that way. So HaKadosh Baruch Hu tells us the Medrash and Mechilta sweetened his voice, and we came back to life. In fact, Chazal tell us in Shira Shirim Rabba that they explain it to like, imagine if a father is telling off his son who needs to be told off. So, you know, you tell off your son, and the son gets petrified, and he starts crying, or whatever it means, or he even faints. So the father goes over and says, no, 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 don't worry, it's okay, it's me, I'm your tati, I'm not going to hurt you, everything's going to be fine. That's what happened to Klalisol. We died because we weren't able to, but then the Rabbi Nishram revived us because he realized that, you know, it's, it's me, it's tati. The Rabbi Nishram sent 1,200,000 malachim, two for each person that was standing by Kabbalah Satoya, and one, uh, one put his hand on the heart to revive him, and uh, they lifted him up, and in order that they could look at the Rabboni Shalom, and then of course they crowned us, Nasa Benishma, two crowns as well. Now, you think about it, what was the necessity of all of these things? For what did the Rabboni Shalom have to do this at Maimed Sinai, which probably was greater than Kriyas Yamsuf and Yetzirah Mitzrayim combined? We spend an entire Yondav of Pesach, a whole night of Seder night, right? The more you speak about it, right? But yet over here, we have to understand, this is this was perhaps in a physical way for sure greater. We were chosen as a nation, we were given the Torah, the Torah is our life support machine, it keeps us going. 
Now we have to think and fathom, why did the Rebbein do this? So, you know, on a simple level, the Rebbein did it because he wanted it to be remembered for all generations. As I said in the beginning, the Chanuk tells us, this is Yiddishkeit. If we want to know if the Torah that we have is the same Torah as the real Torah is the MS, and you know how, how sometimes guys are like, what happens if I get up to Shemayim after 120 years and like, ha, wrong one, you made a mistake, this is the wrong religion, you made a mistake, ha, you messed up your whole life, you know, everyone's scared to like, but many people have this thought, right, maybe I'm wrong, maybe they got it right without saying who they are, maybe they got it right, you know, they look like, they definitely look like they're having a great time, you know, blow yourself up and look what you get in Shemayim, garbage, anyway, never them. anyway, the point is, how do we know that? Says the Chinuch. Maimid Har Sinai. This is it. You want to know if we have the MS Tikkun Torah? Think about it. We make up less than a quarter of a percentage of planet Earth's population. We make the most noise. And the same Torah has been transmitted from father to son, from Rebbe to Talmud for thousands of years. And nothing's changed. The same Torah, the same mitzvahs, the same halachas. Everything's still there intact. How does that make sense? When some of the greatest empires ever, right? Take the Roman Empire. That was the greatest. Everyone said there's no way they're going to fall. This is the greatest of all. And yet, where are they today? Right? But we're still here. And not only are we here, we're here with the same Torah that was given. And if 600,000 people witnessed something at Maimon al-Sinai, and they transmitted it to their children, who gave it to their children, who gave it to their children, and we get it. And it's the same thing. You've all played Chinese whispers. I don't know what they call that in America. What do they call that in America? Broken no, no, in America. Broken telephone. Very good. Broken telephone, Chinese whispers. Call it whatever you want, right? The point is, by the time it gets to the other guy, it's like no shaykhs. Like, how did you dream that up? Well, that didn't happen over here. And we're talking about thousands of years was with millions of people. And it's the same Torah. Must be that it's right. Okay, this is not a class to prove the existence of Hashem and the Torah. That's a, that's a different, we can discuss that at a different time, by the way. In fact, I don't think you can prove Hashem's existence. I, 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 officially I work for Arachim. Arachim is a Kirov organization in Eretz Yisrael. And when I first had a meeting with them, they said, yeah, you need to give seminars and you need to give these, these, offer their people in Tel Aviv and tell them, prove to them, there's a God. I said, no. What do you mean? I can't prove it. Nobody can. I don't think you guys can either. Because if you could, there'd be no Bechira. Now, of course, there are riots. You look into the street, just look out the window. Okay, not that window. But <laughs> if it would be a normal window, you know what I mean? Okay. One day we'll be in a normal building, we'll have a normal window. But the point is, you look out the window, you see the trees, you see, you see the Rabbi Shalailam. Come on! How can it be? I'll, I'll tell you. This is no Shaykhaz, I hope you don't mind. Uh, I got a call yesterday from one of my dear Talmudim in America. I love this boy. I love him dearly. He said to me, tell me the following story. He said he broke up with his girlfriend and uh, it was very, very difficult. It was really hard for him. Uh, those that know, know, right? It's, it's that, that stage of, you know, whatever. And he said he stopped putting on tefillin, right? Now, again, he's not the most yeshivisha guy. He works, you know, he's a, he's not, you know, he's not, he's a wonderful boy. He's well connected. But, you know, I wouldn't call him, you know, he put his stop on film. He told me yesterday, until today, today I decided I'm putting on film. I said, what happened? He said, you know, after I broke up with my girlfriend, 
I realized that I'm, I'm asking help from everyone, right? He called me, what should I do? He called his friend, what should I do? You know, he, trying to get advice from everyone. What should I do? How can I get chizik? What, da, 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 da. He said to me, you know, the only one I didn't turn to was Hashem. Like, I, I asked everybody else except for Hashem. He said, that's wrong. The first person I should go to is the Rabbi Nishalaylam. Because everything comes from him. Yes, of course, I should ask help from my Rebbe and I should ask help from my friend or whatever it may be. I need support, that's fine. But it all comes from Hashem. And I said to him, you give me such chizik. You give me chizuk. Because here's a boy, and he's a beautiful boy. I love him. He's, he's involved in learning. He's, he does great things. He's a really special boy. Really, really special. And, you know, it, it's, it's Hashem. Everything's Hashem. When we see and recognize what Torah does to our lives, that everything can change. It's not Torah that Hashem gave us here. He gave us at Marimid HaSinai. He gave it to our, He gave it to Moshe Rabbein at HaSinai, and it's come down. This is the Torah that the Rebbe created the world with. This is the Torah that makes our life a better life. It's the same Torah. That's the right that the religion is the right religion. No way would it be intact in the way it is if it was fake. All the other ones are made up in different ways and they change it. Ask all the people who were, went beyond into the sugya of their religion. I don't know if you've ever heard speeches from people that were priests and people that were high up in these places who said when they went beyond into the sugya, there was no sugya. But they were told to be quiet because, hey, we don't find anyone says that. Yiddish guy, ask questions, ask questions, ask. Whatever it is, there's no such thing as a bad question, by the way. There's no such thing as a question that makes you a bad person. There's no such thing that makes you a question into a koifa. You want to ask, ask. It's important to ask. And you should ask. But no one, and that's because we, we don't always have the answers, by the way. That's also okay. We admit, we don't know. Some things are just beyond us. How the revolution created the world, how we, how we did this cheshman, how we did that cheshman, why this happens, I don't know. And many people don't know, but that's okay. It's so far beyond us, it's so high above us, that it's okay not to know. But to recognize, Maimed HaSinai, Shavuos, Kabbalah Satoya, is the Makar, it's the source of everything. Everything. You want to machazik yourself in Yiddishkeit, in everything Torah has to offer, in the life that Torah has to offer, do it on Shavuos. Think about it for a few moments. As we say many times, close your eyes. I always say this, close your eyes and tap into the Kedusha of Shavuos. It could be during Mariv, it could be during the Suda, it could be during the learning all night. It could be when you wake up in the morning. It could be whatever it is. Just close your eyes and think, Rabbi Nishan, go through the actions that we just spoke about and what the Rabbi Nishan did for Klal Yisrael. Hashem, we should get a huge chizek from Shavuos. The Siyat should come out the other end with tremendous chizek, more of his chadshus and a renewed energy to study the Torah, to learn the Torah, to keep the Torah, to put the Torah in our lives. Because after all, that's what's going to make you happy. That's what's going to make you happy. You go look. I always tell boys, go, go look, go look. By the way, Somebody came to the Chavetz Chaim. He had problems with their Munna. I have, have shyness of a Munna. I don't know if I really believe. Uh, you know what the Chavetz Chaim said? I want to tell you. Uh, let's go for a walk. Let's go for a walk. He went to a Goyesha school. And he said, I want you to watch. Watch when the Goyim walk into school in the morning. They walk in very seriously. Now, those all of us have grown up in Chutzlaretz. We've seen Goyesha schools. This might ring a bell. I don't know if you noticed it, because not always do we notice it. Hazal tell us, if you're not, if you're not, it's not on your head to think about it, you won't. But maybe now you'll think about it. When Goyim go to school, they, they go in quite seriously. They walk in, they're, they're quiet, they go in, they're serious, whatever. When they walk out of school, it's like a wild animal situation coming out of the zoo. They open the doors. These guys are flying out there. Right? And take a day, by the way, that's even more serious. For example, there's like a big exam at the end of the year. They're going in there. They're, they're petrified. They're serious. They're walking in. They're solemn. They're quiet. No one speaks. No one's making a joke. 
and when they open the doors at the end of the day, they are out of there like a pack of wolves. It's gefelch, right? One second. What did they just do all day? They studied. What did it do for them? Did it make them a better person? Did they become better people? Go and look, said the Chavetz Chaim, at a Yid, when he goes into the base Medrash, he comes out a different person. He comes out a different person. He, he goes in one way, and the Torah changes him. And it should, and it's meant to. It's the Raya, that Torah is Torah. And it changes our lives. It makes our lives happy. Go look at the people sitting and learning. They have nothing. They have no gashmias. They have nothing in their lives. They're the happiest people in the world. Because happiness is not dependent on exterior. It's from inside. If you want to make yourself happy, if you want to be happy. The Torah makes us happy because it gives us fulfillment. It gives us a sense of purpose. That's what we're doing here. This is Maimed Al-Sinai. My boy said we should get a chazak from Shwes